0: You're tuning in to the Bookmatic's Best Book Podcast, where you will discover author secrets from books that'll make you feel, grow, and learn. These authors are from all over the world, all different backgrounds, and you are sure to learn a whole lot from their personal experiences. So please enjoy, subscribe, and let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bookmatic Best Book Podcast. Uh, We've got a great guest here today, uh, Edward uh, Turnbull, uh, the author of Mindful Communication for Happiness, this awesome little book right here. Uh, So, Edward, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me today.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I I chatted with Edward through uh, email and he wanted to send me his book. So I was like, yeah, sure. Let's let's get it going on. I mean, uh, communication is such an important topic. Uh, when I was reading through his book, I found several gems, several great ideas in the book that can help you communicate on like an emotional level, connecting with people, and also still being like straightforward with people and uh, being able to communicate what you want to uh, and how you want to in a uh, very good way. So I'm gonna let Edward introduce himself a little bit more and tell about you know his, his background, why he wrote this book and what the book is about and maybe who it's for. So go ahead, Edward. Thank you. Thanks, Pat. Um, so my
1: background is in sales, uh, business negotiation, uh, intellectual property, uh, some consulting. So really the whole spectrum of corporate business. Um, been everything from like a CEO to starting out when I was doing cold calling in a, in a, in a call center. So um, have a lot of international experience with travel as well. And it's just something I really love and enjoy is is communication. I, I hesitate to say sales. I do like sales, but I feel that sometimes um, when people label themselves like a salesperson or this and that, they tend to bring that with them everywhere. So they're at the grocery store and they're, they've kind of got this sales cap on and it can be. So I, I, I like the idea of communication because it's something that not just salespeople can use, but everybody uses every day. So I wanted to write the book on communication So we can go a little bit deeper with people and really start to uh, affect the foundation of where they're coming from uh, with their communication. And regardless of whether you're in customer service or you're a teacher or you're doing uh, sales, for instance, you can always layer on different techniques and stuff on top of that, which is going to help you. But um, that's really the reason I wrote the book. For the most part, I've seen communication in general um, kind of get worse in a lot of ways, I think, in the last especially 10 years. But I feel the last three or four years particularly has gotten um, it's gotten worse uh, people just seem to be busier communication is to be breaking down there seems to be a lot of things in the way um, that are that are affecting uh, kind of the best outcome for people and this is specifically on a business level but I've also seen it on a, a personal level with friends with, just with strangers people that I've, I've met and talked to I just feel I, that there's definitely some issues. Um, and I think it's something that maybe has been overlooked by people and people are busy. They're very busy on social media. They're doing these things. And I think a lot of the time this communication bad habits have been picked up. And I think we're seeing that a lot in society right now. So I wanted to write the book to try to um, help people a little bit that are interested in going a little bit deeper with their communication and um, helping them uh, bring some more uh, positive uh, energy into their lives uh, through the communication.
0: Yeah, Edward, I totally agree with you about that. Like communication has changed so much, especially since like social media and smartphones and it it just changed so much with the way that we communicate in person. Uh, I remember when I used to like call my friends through the landline when I was like (laughs) like, in the 90s and stuff like that. Uh, (laughs) uh, Like now we'll just pop up on like, whatsapp or something like that and like send a quick message so yeah i mean i think we've lost quite a lot in that aspect so yeah your book does touch a little bit on that aspect like the whole communication uh like uh, written text written communication and i like the fact that you you included that in your book that's a nice uh aspect so um what aspects of communication do you think people need to become better at?
1: Well, I think you need to be good at everything, to be honest. I think that, I mean, some people are net more naturally predisposed to, like, you know, some people are more outgoing the more naturally disposed to, like, predisposed to maybe a face to face conversation, or some people are better at writing. So they might, you know, be better at emailing or, you know, texting. I think you, I think ideally you want to be able to be good at everything, you're going to have probably like strengths in different areas, but I think kind of people want to get, and I talked about it in the book to get your, your, your kind of baseline communication level higher all around, because I think it is important. Um, technology is great. It's, it's a neutral, I, I look at it as neutral. It's just kind of how it's used. And I think it's maybe over being overused in some areas. Uh, and that's creating, you know, like if you're always on a messaging platforms and you're always in a hurry, and you start to, you know, abbreviate and um, you're just trying to get too much done at once. So a lot of the things you get, you know, there's a lot of miscommunication as far as, it's really easy to to for people to misread your communication, um, especially with writing, I think. And I think that's something, uh, the writing and the in-person, I think are two, the two major areas that uh, I think
0: people need to focus on. Okay, yeah, which pretty much encompasses, everything right well right. it does but i mean I, I think communicate
1: yeah communication though really i mean if, i think um communication really starts internally though and uh, it's another area we're going to talk about but ideally you start communicating with yourself from the moment you wake up you're communicating you're, even when you're sleeping you're communicating you're dreaming you never really stop and i think that the internal dialogue is a huge factor uh, the way you feel about yourself your energy levels all of this that, that's kind of what I look at as the foundation, um, but you're right. The, the speaking and the, uh, and the writing are, are the, you know, the two kind of major components, but I, I think that there's kind of been a, a bit of a um, like an acceptance around just like poor communication being kind more acceptable because everybody's busy. And it's just like, well, just get the message out. And it's like, if I upset somebody, it doesn't really matter. Or if they, they don't understand me, I, you know, I just don't really care. I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of that. And I, and I think that it just in the long run, and I I've seen it with, colleagues, it's just, it's affecting them all around. And, um, you know, it's like once you accept something, um, and you know, it's harder to kind of go back and maybe even want to change it if you can't see
0: what's, how it's hurting you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe you can expand on that inner, like communication coming from ourselves first, from, from the inner self first. Um, So yeah, I would love to hear more about that. The audience would love to hear more about that.
1: Absolutely, so for me, I started that sort of, I mean, I think everybody on some level is obviously aware of their internal dialogue and things of this nature, but I think a lot of the time that most people are focusing a lot of, I I don't want to put everybody in a box because everybody's different, but I feel that like for people that are looking externally outwards too much, there's a sense of not being uh, mindful or connected to what's going on internally. And um, I started my journey with meditation about 20 years ago. And that's what really pushed me into um, looking more inwards. You have to. You're basically just observing your mind and you're observing your own thoughts. And you're really starting to get a look of what's going on. And then you start to see these connections with what's going on outside. And you're like, oh, okay, I see what's happening here. And uh, I did talk about it in the book. And I do recommend you know, a uh, meditation practice for everybody. Um, personally, I believe if you have a mind you you meditate, uh, I think the benefits are huge. Uh, you know, we're looking at 20 minutes a day is probably the latest research on sort of the minimum. Um, I think mm-hmm. everybody has 20 minutes. Uh, you could meditate on the train if you had to, you know, or on the way to work or wherever. I mean, as long as you're not driving. But I, I think, oh, you know, yeah it adds a lot of value and it starts to create a lot of, a lot of space um, and it creates the mindfulness, which I think it's a, it starts internally, but then it starts to come externally. So what you, you start to become a better listener. You start to observe other people, their subtle communication more. You start to notice more detail, um, uh, all the little things that kind of are often overlooked. You start to notice and they really start to enhance your life. And I think it, it's going to help you communicate with people, understand people better, and it's whether you're trying to close a business deal or whether you're trying to get a date <laughs> or whether you're, you know, dealing with your family or, or, or friends or, in you know, a difficult situation, a conflict, for instance, instead of getting so caught up in emotions and going straight into that fight or flight mode and just like losing it completely, like just lo- losing, you know, all sort of sense of what's going on and just re- being in a reactionary sense. And I see it a lot in business, um, uh, if you can just sit back and be calm and observe everything and just not let your emotions carry you and just observe them for what they are, just emotions, you can really start to, <clears throat> part of me, communicate from a place of wisdom, having an understanding of like, look, this other person is probably, uh, if they're really upset, it's really nothing to do with you. Uh, A lot of the time it's, they've just had a bad day. They've had, I mean, who knows uh, what's going on in their life. You just happen to be in that meeting with them at that time and you're going to bear the grunt of it. And if you don't take that personally, if you can start to see um, on the deeper level with the mindfulness, it takes some practice and it will get sharper with time, but it's really going to help you in all aspects of your life, regardless of what you do, because no matter what you do, you're communicating. Um, Even if you're uh, an engineer and you're sitting at home programming all day and writing code and stuff, you're still going to be communicating with people from the company. You're going to be communicating, you know, with the people you're working with and things. And so it doesn't really matter uh, what you're doing. It's going to help you.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. And then there's uh, yeah, relationships as well and marriages. I mean, like, that's like the closest <laughs> type of communication there, you know, there could be in our children as well right? right. Yeah, absolutely. So communication around us. So
1: it's all communication. And I think yeah. people have, and that's what I kind of was talking about with sales. I think people have a tendency, uh, some people have a tendency of being, uh, labeling themselves like I'm a, I'm a lawyer, I'm a, you know, whatever it is, uh, you know, I'm an athlete and it's like, that's where their focus is mostly. And then it's like when they deal with other people, that communication side of things is not, it's not super strong a lot of issues and i think a lot of people fleet i'm a, a, a doctor whatever it is like it, that's your profession but to make the the, the uh, you know the landscape bigger and look at it as you know i'm going to be a good communicator and that means i'm going to be good communicating internally with myself um uh, at my job. Uh, When I'm at the grocery store, I'm going to be a good communicator. I'm going to, you know, just all the time. And I think that's when people really will see a huge difference. Um, I know I did personally, because I've been in that sort of that sales mode before where I was always like, kind of like a, like almost, you know, in that just always selling and kind of just, once you start to really look at yourself as a, or try to become just be a good communicator overall and become more positive and healthy just start to see yourself become more engaged uh and just it just overall it's just very very
0: good for for the world mm, true true and when you do it authentically like like you were saying when you label yourself as a certain career usually uh, like a position or whatever usually you communicate uh certain way right Right. but if you're doing it authentically it doesn't matter uh, what position you have you're just going to be communicating authentically
1: yeah absolutely yeah I think so I mean you can be authentically a bad communicator too because if you have a lot of negativity and you see yourself as as a like a uh, you know like a bully figure maybe or something or you're trying to always intimidate people see that sometimes in the core. Um, they are, but at the same time, you want to be like a, a good version of your authentic self. And I think, you know, um, having compassion for people and, and being kind and being understanding, um, absolutely. And, but regardless, yeah. And I think that's where the internal sides are just being uh, looking inwards. And starting to, to ask yourself, you know, look, start to look at your. If you're not looking at your own internal internal dialogue, start to look at it. Look at your thoughts, your feelings. Are you stressed out all the time? Start to look where it's coming from and see how that's affecting the outer uh, outer world. And I think a lot of the time, some people are going to see some incongruence in there. And that's fine. It's totally normal. It's part of the way we, we were up, uh, the upbringing we have in school, especially in the West. Um, so you kind of need to go in and reprogram a little bit and start to And it can be uncomfortable um you know everyone has different experiences and things of that nature but when you start to become more congruent internally and accept yourself for who you are and accept your experiences and start to just be like look you know i I may want to be over here but this is where i'm at just be where you're at and it's not that you can't have a view for wanting to go over here but it's just like if you're living over here pretending to be like the guy that wants to be over here but you're really here just going to be incongruent and people just aren't going to resonate with you. They're not going to believe you. Um, you're just going to attract the wrong type of people and you're not going to be getting the results
0: you want. So you touched on a really good point there, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So how do you organize and practice, uh, communication skills? Cause I know you mentioned something about organization and practicing. Um, so how, how would you say people can get better at that? Well, I think, It's like
1: anything. It's like starting a meditation program or an exercise program. It's like, you know, it's not going to be, I mean, how much everyone has different uh, schedules. So I think ideally you want to, first of all, be excited and interested about it. And at that point, whether you pick up a book, um, whether you kind of go with what resonates with you. I mean, if you're interested in communication or you're working on one area, whether that's maybe you feel you're not direct enough or you're too indirect or you're feeling insecure or whatever it is kind of what have a look around and whatever kind of uh, attracts you in that area, whether it's a book or whether it's, it's a speaker, kind of start to study it a little bit, follow it, you know, maybe 20 minutes a day, half an hour a day, whenever you have time on the way to work in the evening, whenever you can start to learn a little bit in an area that you're interested in and then let that, let that evolve. See if something else will come up from there, you'll figure out, Oh, okay, well, you know, maybe I need to look more over in this area or this area, or uh, my energy seems too low. Maybe I should start looking at my diet, my health. Maybe I should be exercising some more because that's really the foundation where everything is going to come from. So I think everybody is different and uh, everybody has different strengths and weaknesses with their communication. So it's really an individual thing. To look at your own communication and see where you're, where are you motivated to work on? Like some people would be like, I really want to start working out more. Some people may start want to work on maybe their in-person conversation or working on some deeper internal stuff. So whatever resonates with you, I think start there. Um, and I, I did write write the book in a, a way where there's a lot of information. Um, But it's something where people can, that are interested in looking at their communication, it's giving them a lot of ideas that they may not have thought of where they can pick a point to start with. And from there, they can expand on it, whether it's with me, whether it's with somebody else, um, whether it's through another book, uh, that's really the starting point. And just every day though, put a little bit of time aside because I talk about it in, um, in the book, but a little bit of time every day for a year or two years or a lifetime, this is going to build so much momentum, you know. And I feel like sometimes people cram; they study three, four, five hours one day, and then do nothing for the rest of the week. Um, and I, you know, again, it's better than doing nothing. But from my perspective, for what I've seen uh, and experienced, uh, I feel like you know a little bit every day, and it gives you a lot of time to soak in that information and practice it. And I think if you take in too much at once you're just not going to be able to apply it all and you can get confused and things of that nature. Uh, You may have a different perspective on that, but that's certainly a learning technique that I use and, and
0: um, I know it's been helpful for other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the things that I practice, especially for like something public speaking uh, I, I love to observe professional other professional speakers like Ted talks and stuff like that. And uh, just look at the way they talk, the body gestures, uh, the position of their hands and the, the tone of their voice. Uh, I love looking at those speeches. And uh, I've got a couple clients that also do like public speaking uh, mentoring with me. And those are one of the activities that I like to give them is like looking at these TED Talks and observing and analyzing and uh, taking notes of like the the word choices and everything. So yeah, it's, I think that's a good way of practicing. Would you say? I think so too. Uh,
1: Absolutely. And I think that finding somebody that you resonate with is really important because I think like, uh, you know, I think everybody's been to some sort of like uh, uh, taken some lessons or they've done something where you're kind of told to like, here's the person you're going to watch. And I feel like if people are motivated, but you're watching somebody speak, you just don't relate with you don't have the same style it's a little bit different and um i just feel that, that sometimes it's hard to learn but i think like that's the beauty of things like youtube and with ted talks there's just so many different people so i think it's for instance if you wanted to focus on you know the public speaking find somebody that you really you know that you like to listen to like, that you can relate with uh, like somebody that you um look out, look up to, uh, and would love to be able to talk with that person. And I think it's like your learning process is going to be much faster and much more exciting. And it's going to be much easier to start to implement that stuff. So that was, that's just one key that I would throw in there. And I I think that's, that's quite normal for most people, but, um, just to, to really find somebody that you relate with.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, um, some other question for you is, uh, like, what do you think gets in the way of Good communication. I think ourselves. Mm-hmm. Can you expand on that? I have bad habits, bad habits.
1: No matter what level you're at, even amazing public speakers, I, everybody's got things they're working through. So whether that's like a bit of a maybe like a negative internal dialogue when you're or. Another things maybe like specific situations. Like you might be a really good talker when you're say some people deal better with men or women or like maybe people in authority they de- have trouble dealing with, or if they see somebody is like a lot like higher status than them, that might give them an issue when they're, when they're speaking. So I think looking really looking at your communication <clears throat> on a deeper, deeper level, not just saying like, I'm good at, in-person conversation, but so say you are good at in-person conversation, or uh, face-to-face or public speaking. Well, where's a time where, you know, what's your worst case scenario for that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and what, when would you feel, you can just imagine it. What's your worst case scenario for a, a face-to-face conversation or a public, public speaking? What would really like push you to your limits and what would make you feel uncomfortable and then start. And I think there's an entrance there. There's a doorway there to follow that in. Um, that's definitely going to be a sticking point. Uh, I mean, some people maybe. I mean, I see people around that are really have trouble even talking to somebody that they don't know. Like if you just hide in the grocery store and have a little conversation, you're going to have trouble making eye. I mean, I think just starting in general, just talking more to people and being comfortable. But I think no matter what level you're at, there's sticking points. Mm -hmm. um so again it can be internal dialogue it can be can go deeper than that um so i think anywhere where you feel resistance or fear um that's a sticking point and that's going to roadblock good communication or the like that's gonna that's gonna stop you from being at like the absolute best you could be and i think when you remove more and more of those You just become comfortable in all situations or that's the idea. So whether you're traveling, whether, no matter what your job is, there's really no situation the day can throw at you. That's going to, it may be tough and challenging, but you kind of take that on and enjoy it. You look forward to it. There's no, there's no fear around it, you know? And um, I think once you can get into a place like that, you just want to become a lot more relaxed, a lot happier. And I think a lot of people spend a lot of their time thinking about the past and the future and, you know, especially thinking about the future causes fear. What's going to happen? What if this happens? And a lot of that stuff never does happen. And even if it does, it's not that bad anyway. So I think when you can kind of get into the present moment more, um, that's where you want to be communicating from, uh, ideally. Um, and uh, it's going to take a little bit of work to get there. The meditation, things of that nature. Everyone's a different level with it. But I think when you can get into that present moment and you're not thinking, You're just present in the communication, uh, really, you know, looking at the other person when you're talking to them, subtle communication, you're picking up on things, and you're not thinking about what you're saying, you're just communicating, you're kind of letting it flow, you're letting it come out, you're not worried about the next thing I'm going to say and all this. And I think, you know, that's where the congruency comes in, because if you're trying to be someone you're not, you're always going to be worried about what you're saying, because you're going to be afraid you might slip up, you see. Um, And that's where... You see a lot of
0: communication breakdown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I love the last point that you were talking about, like thinking about the next thing that you're going to say that often interferes with actually listening to what the person is saying. I've found that on many occasions and uh, then I've heard it mentioned in several communication books that I've read. Uh, And yeah, I mean, it, it definitely interferes with our communication uh, because we're not paying attention to what the other person says, therefore, our response may not even be com- related at all, or maybe it's uh, we're just not understanding the person because we're not listening because right, we're exactly. thinking too much, yeah,
1: you're thinking too much, <laughs> or or you're over concerned about an outcome, you know, even yeah. if you're trying, even if you are trying to, there is an outcome in mind that you would like. I mean, obviously especially in like a business scenario too, I think, you know, someone's trying to close a deal or they're trying to get someone to go in a certain direction. That's okay. But I think if you're just, if there's too much wanting there for that, you know, then you start to go into the mind again you're not observing, you're not, you're not in the present moment and um, you're just not going to get the best outcome. You have to let things flow. And I think for some, obviously communication professionals, they've had so many hours of practice with this stuff that it starts to become natural and it kind of, kind of be like, I think for some people listening, you know, the thought of communicating without thinking or without, you know, kind of being concerned about coming out of their mouths is that's kind of a scary thing, or maybe it doesn't seem possible. Um, but again, it's just like going to the gym um, if you want to become, uh, you know, I don't know. A, bench press 300 pounds, it's going to take time to work your way up to that. You're going to have to put the hours in, do the studying and, and, and is, is, is undervalued in current society. And I think it's causing a lot of problems, um, or not problems per se, but just things could be moving on a lot better direction. Um, if people were a
0: bit more concerned about their communication. hmm I, I agree. Definitely. I agree. So, uh, are, what are the, the top three Mistakes or things that people often make before, uh, during, and after communicating. Maybe you can mention three things from your book.
1: Um, I don't know if everybody's different, so it, it would be hard to say. You know, put everybody into that same area, but I think um, that the if they're not in the present moment or they're not, they're, they're, they're half in the conversation. So whatever, they're, they're kind of half there. Um, so whether that's worried about what you're thinking about them or they're worried about what they're saying next, like what we were just talking about, so the congruence factor there. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, not being a good listener as well, but it's kind of all combined in that sense. So again, in yeah. there, so not being present, and then because of that, you're not paying attention to the other person. So you're not picking up the subtle communication. They might be telling you something with their subtle communication. Um, you know, a lot. Most of the research kind of shows that really about 7% of communication is the words on the top. The rest is subtle communication, body language, um, mm-hmm. tone, tonality, things of that nature. So people sense on a subconscious level, if you're not congruent, um, that they're just not gonna believe you. It doesn't matter what you're saying. Um, so I, I, think, um, people, a lot of the time are telling you a lot, whether it's in a business deal, whether it's a family member, uh, they're telling you a lot and it's not in the words. And I think it's a mist a lot of the time and it causes a lot of problems with the communication. And then I think the other one is just the foundation. I think people aren't focused enough on healthy foundation. Uh, so not getting enough sleep, not eating well, uh, or eating enough or eating too much, um, not getting enough exercise, not, not focusing enough on the health and wellness side, because ideally you could be the best communicator in the world. You could have all the techniques, all the skills, all the knowledge, but if you're sleeping two hours a night and your energy's low and you feel terrible, you're just not going to be on the ball. I mean, you could, you'll be okay, but you're not going to be at a level where you're able to really, um, communicate at your best. So I, I would say those are probably the
0: three points that I see the most, uh, from people. Mm-hmm.
1: In cool, no specific
0: you know, <laughs> I love all these things that you're covering because like, I recognize, you know, some of the things that you're saying were in your book itself. So, uh, yeah, everything that we're talking about right now, um, plus more can be found in the book. So those of you listening, if this is like really catching your interest, then, uh, definitely pick up the book no doubt. Um, So that's, that's really great. I love all the points. Definitely. Um, Yeah. So one of my favorite aspects of the book uh, is the part where you mention on page 31 uh, being straightforward and, or sorry, having straightforward and direct communication used with feeling truth, and compassion is not like a bad thing, right? Uh, Because some some people think that direct communication can be like blunt and upfront, but I believe if used properly can uh, can actually be a very good thing. Like I personally do not like it when people beat around the bush. Like I like people who are, you know, say, what they want to say how they want to say it in a way that connects with me like being direct doesn't have to be rude i think that's right. the word that you used in your book is rude so uh yeah maybe oh. what is your favorite yeah in, in, quote okay. from the book and maybe you want to say a little bit more about the quote that i mentioned
1: yeah i'll, I'll um I, I don't even remember my other quotes from the book so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Not a problem. Uh, if it comes to me, I'll, I'll tell you, or I'll make up another one, but uh, um, just to touch on yours, I, I think, especially, you know, in America too, I think we see a lot of extremely direct, like rude, direct conversation. Um, I've dealt with a lot of uh, business where, yeah, it's just kind of like, really, <laughs> are you really saying that, you know, and it's just, it's just very ineffective. Um, but I agree. I think, it's good to be able to be direct but it doesn't mean just being rude and unthoughtful about the other person it really means getting your point across directly but having compassion and kindness for the other person and also having some wisdom behind it where it's like a good it's getting it's going to move things along um but also get to the point with the person um i think it takes a little bit of skill to get there um it's like anything it takes some practice and i think like what you said about you like people being direct i i'm the same way as well but i think as I mean, you you're in in, um, in the east as well and i think like the the general trend um in the eastern countries too is like a little more indirect with the, the communication um, which is fine but i think a good communicator can play both sides so i think a good communicator can be direct and can be indirect but I think there's a side of indirect just like too direct where it's just like nobody knows what they're saying it's like i have no idea what you're communicating <laughs> you know uh, it's it's just so like people that are just like uh like, like afraid to say what's on their mind and um i think i think you would be good with indirect where it's like pretty obvious, but I like, we don't need to speak in codes, you know? Um, but again, I think it's, it's, it's culture specific. So I think if you're an indirect person, you need to just, just make sure on your indirect communication that at least people are understanding the message and be as direct as you can, you know, if you're more on the indirect side. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's super, super important. And um, again, if you're not feeling calm and you're not feeling comfortable, it's important if you're looking at words and you're working on your own communication, that I think you're gonna to start to become more direct a little bit naturally. Uh, and especially if you're not thinking and you're in the present moment and you're communicating, I mean, you're just gonna get, you're gonna get a better idea of what to say. It's just gonna to come to you and just, let it, just let, it, let it come out. That would be my advice to people that are looking to be a little bit more direct. Um, in a compassionate way. And you're gonna see people react differently to that. They're gonna react in a very, they're not gonna get upset because it's not like you're offending them. You're being honest, but you're also taking their feelings into account as well. And I think a big part of that is your tonality. Um, The vibration coming from your voice, people can feel that you're sincere because I think everybody knows, like, you know, you've always, everybody's met somebody that kind of pretends they care about you or they're, they're saying the right words, but you kind of just feel underneath, like this person really doesn't care about me at all. You know, and I think when people sense that you care about them, but you're also like saying, look, like this the way you communicate or this is just not acceptable. Like, I understand where you're coming from, but it's just not acceptable. But, you know, you're saying it in a way where you're, you're still have compassion for them you don't hate them they're not a bad person it's just like
0: we mm-hmm. have a disagreement here and let uh, read the book <laughs> yep yep sorry the connection there was bad yeah that's okay yeah it's once it went okay. a, little, but, a little off but yeah uh yeah definitely i mean it's interesting that you bring up also like about the cultural uh like he um me living in Indonesia like I do notice this quite often about how people communicate here a little bit more indirectly compared to uh like in Canada or America or you know Europe and uh yeah so that's something that I personally have had to get used to um and Sometimes I have to try and decipher what people are trying to say. Like sometimes my boss is not very clear about like what she's trying to say (laughs) and I have to just listen carefully. And it's like, sometimes I just wish, okay, well it's okay. You can, you know, drop the politeness a little bit or keep the politeness in there, but get straight to the point and uh, you know, let us know what are we supposed to be doing when yeah. are we supposed to be doing it right right how are it's, we supposed to be doing it you know? yeah it, it would make it life a lot easier i agree but it's a yeah. cultural thing
1: and i think in in the west especially everyone's like well everyone in the east should be a direct communicator like and it's like you know and then everyone in the east is probably like oh these people in the west are just too direct it makes us uncomfortable or we think it's rude or or whatever and so i think that's where a good communicator fits in and you can play both sides and right. it's like i i'll be more like For instance, like for myself, like depending on who I'm dealing with, um, I can be more direct when it's effective with somebody that's okay with that. But then if it's somebody like, you know, say in Asia or something of this nature, if I'm doing business over there, then you're gonna be a little more on the indirect side to kind of just make everybody comfortable. I think that's part of the compassion. You don't wanna make people uncomfortable. I mean, you wanna get your point across and you wanna be a good communicator but you don't want to make people uncomfortable on purpose just to prove that you're so direct or you're what, you know, and I, I think that's a sticking point for some people. It's like, this is my style. I don't care. You know, this is the mm-hmm. way I'm going to communicate. And I just don't really care about what anyone else thinks or feels about it. Cause this is, this is the way it is. And it's kind of like, well, you know, that's not going to bring your results to the best possible level. Um, you're going to miss out on a lot of opportunities by doing that. And I, I think, You know, you touch on a really good point, though, and I I think because you are obviously from, um, you grew up in the States, so it's a little more difficult to, um, well, it's just a different style. It's not that the indirect is bad. It's just, it's just a little easier. I think we think it's a little bit easier just to be, you know, put it out there a bit, but I, I think that and now with globalization and technology that there's a lot more of like the the indirect and the direct communicators coming together and having to work together and that's another reason i wrote the book in that a big i've spent a lot of time uh working and traveling internationally in in asia and, and different parts of the world in europe um and uh i think that we kind of need to know there's an art there. There's definitely an art form of being able to, to mix the two together and work with it, but in an effective way, and there's not a science, you kind of have to really feel it out. And everybody's different. Um, some people are going to, going to react differently. And I I think that's where you're going to get a get a sense of, of reading people. But, um, yeah, it's, um, it's it's just the way it is (laughs) yeah but true I I I agree though like when people are just so indirect I mean I've been in I've been in um you know situations where you're just like you just kind of know where they're coming from but then how do you answer because it's so indirect and I think if you come out and you just say well what you're really saying is you know you're upset with what I did about you know or this book thing wasn't handled properly and um you know, if you just kind of like pull the curtain off and say, let's just talk about it in the open, you know, a lot of the indirect communicators aren't gonna go down that road. They're just gonna become more indirect with it or they're gonna, they just don't wanna confront it head on. And you have to respect that, but it's difficult, you know, mm-hmm. um, as far as they will feel the same way about if I'm trying to pull the curtain off and say, look, this is what we're really talking about. Then they're gonna feel just as uncomfortable as maybe I i have with that really indirect. So. That's where the compassion comes in, understanding where the different cultures and different mindset. We're all conditioned. At the end of the day, we're all really byproducts of our conditioning, your environment that you grew up in, the way your teachers taught you to communicate your experiences. So when you decide that you want to really work on your communication, that's where you start to look inwards and start to notice why you do things the way you do. And you can reprogram yourself. I mean, an indirect person can be can learn to become direct. It may take a lot of work, maybe uncomfortable, but if they really want to, they can. And people that are overly direct can also learn to scale it back a little bit and, you know, just be a, a get along or make things a little
0: easier with the with the other side as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, True, yeah, that would be a very interesting book topic, or like at least a section or or chapter of a, a book, don't you think? Yeah, good idea. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. next one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Do you have Maybe any plans for future books?
1: Um, I'd like to write more. Um, this is my first one and uh, it just came out a couple of months ago. So I'm really working on just focusing on this and getting it out there and talking on it and uh, trying to get into doing some coaching and some helping people with communication, whether that's on a personal level or a corporate level, whether that's on the health and wellness aspect of it. Or uh, just more on the hardcore like communication side, wherever that is, internally, externally, and cover any of that. Um, and then we'll see uh, whatever, whenever the, the next book comes. comes, but I'm not I'm not uh, like a serial author in that sense, where I'm always writing one because I want to focus on this and put some energy into it first, and then we'll go from there.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely, we'll keep us updated for sure uh, about that. And uh, I will definitely read it, so okay. that we. Well, I, I appreciate that, and I'd
1: like I'd like to hear some feedback from people, though, as far as where because the way the book was written is I, I wanted you know like Gen Gen Z and millennials to be able to read it, but also I want to have uh, you know a corporate CEO and a Fortune 500 company be able to read it. Um, so it's short, it's concise, it's not going to take a lot of time. There's a lot of information in there, but I'd like to hear people's feedback on what, people that are interested in communication where they, you know, where are they interested in learning or enhancing their own? And, you know, if there's, a, if there's a, a lot of people wanting to go in one direction with it, then I would like to go in that direction and help people with it. So I, I'm very, very open to feedback. Um,
0: and that would also help with, you know, direction of a second book as well. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. So getting a little yeah. so, more, uh, more specific. Giving Edward feedback, like that would be great. Uh, so if, if like, People watching this, listening to this right now, want to give Edward feedback after reading the book. I mean, like he said, it's really short. I read it; it's like what, 127 pages? If I I'm not, mistaken. I think it's 130 something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. That's so I mean, short. it it is pretty short. It's like easy to get through, and uh, it's got those those good gems you can actually read and apply in your life. So. Um, can you give us your email real quick? Because uh, right now you're not on social media, right? So no, I'm not on social media, and
1: I, I do have a website in the works, um, but um, at the current time, I just have an email that you can contact me on. Uh, so my email is uh, it's e for Edward. Uh, underscore, and then T for Turnbulls, uh, and then the number three at Outlook.com. Maybe we can post that. It's kind of a difficult one. Maybe we can post it in the in the, in the show notes, but it's E underscore T three at Outlook.com. Uh, and uh, any questions, um, whether people have read the book or not, any questions in regards to communication or, uh, you know, I, I'd love to have the feedback
0: and I'd love to engage with uh, any listeners out there. Mm-hmm, definitely. I'm going to include the, the email in the description and links to his book in the description as well. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can contact him. Uh, so like, what, what would you say are maybe the, the number one reason why people should pick up your book from Amazon or is it available anywhere else or just on yeah, Amazon?
1: It, no it's on all the major channels so okay. it's there's paperback there's hard copy and then there's the Kindle version um, I'm thinking about doing an audiobook it's just been difficult to get into the studio with everything that's going on um, yeah so yeah it's available on uh, multiple bookstores, online retailers, um, Chapters, Barnes & Noble, uh, all the big ones. Uh, there's a bunch in Asia and stuff as well. I'm not sure the names, but um,
0: yeah, I think most people are going to Amazon these days. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so what is that, that main reason why people should pick it up? Get, give your book a, a hard sell here, yeah? <laughs> <sighs> oh So... The
1: reason I wrote the book is to help people with their communications is to help you guys, uh, ideally, no matter what area of life it is, just become a better communicator. So it's gonna make you happier, you're gonna get better results. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you do, um, you're communicating. So if you have a goal you're working towards, uh, even if your life is great and you're happy, uh, you know, and, but you're interested in becoming even a bit better of a communicator, it's just gonna take your level up a little bit higher. It's gonna make everything smoother, um, and it's going to call it, it's going to remove stress. I feel there's been a lot of stress in the current world. And I think a lot of that stress is actually, it, it is, well, there's no question. It's stemming from communication issues, whether that's internal or external. Um, so once you start to tune that a little bit, uh, to, you know, in a more positive direction and clean it up a little bit, the stress levels are going to drop. If you're working on your foundation, your energy is going to be higher. You're going to feel better. People are going to be responding better to you. <clears throat> Things are going to be moving. Faster in a direction that you want most of the time, um, and uh, people are going to be happier around you. It's going to make you happier, and um, it's going to help you with your texting, with your emails. It's going to help you with your face-to-face communication. It's going to help you with your internal communication. It really covers the whole gamut here. And again, if people want to specify into one area that they're interested in one, that's great. That's it. That's really a personal thing. So. Um, that, that's that's the sell.
0: Yeah, great summary there, man. Great summary. So is there anything else that you would like to add to this conversation?
1: Um, not really. I think we've covered quite a lot. Um, again, just uh, anybody that wants to uh, drop any feedback, send me an email and love to uh, have a conversation with you and, and uh, answer any questions you have or, or, or just hear in general what you think about communication or something you'd like to hear about more in the future on another podcast or
0: perhaps in another book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that covers everything in this episode. Edward is a fantastic guest and uh, I believe we had a great conversation here. So I hope everyone listening and watching uh, has learned a whole lot. And I hope you pick up this book, mindful communication for happiness by Edward Turnbull And uh, yeah, thank you for listening, everyone. And we'll see you in the next episode. Edward, thank you very much for coming on.
1: Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun and um, love to do it again sometime.
0: Yes. Thank you, everyone.